Gimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. Hello, Apps here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat bonus stage. This is our occasional bonus show where we produce our infamous spoiler casts and other discussions not fit for the main show. This time we're going full spoilers on Kena, Bridge of Spirits. I think that's the right pronunciation, but I'm sure we'll get into that as we get through the game. And we've got a very, very special guest joining us this week for this. I'm joined all the way from the US of A by our favourite Pixel Pints co-host and former producer at Sifted Media. It's my man, Mitch Tikorski. Mitch, how are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm great. I mean, I don't know if McGuam's going to like you said that I'm your favourite at, at Look, Pixel Pints. <laughs> you're, you're my personal favourite, so there you go. That's that's out there now in the lore. McWomble's I'll, got, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. McWomble's got a lot of work to do. To, to reach that, the, the highest standards of Mitch, so you're, you're I don't help. even know what I did. <laughs> well, well, I'm sure maybe we'll get into that later on. But yes, it's good to have um, you walk through the forbidden door. You're the first person from the Pixel Points crew to come over this way uh, and say hello. So a very warm welcome from myself. Uh, how are you feeling about being here? Obviously, it's similar setup. You're used to these kind of gigs, but different, yeah, I mean, different kind of structure. No. No different. I just get to hang out with you more, which is fun. Yes. So, uh, this is, I, I get to enter your domain. I don't get the one to be the hosting and doing all the questioning. And I just get to sit here and chat. And I like that. No, good. That's exactly it. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, this is a... Well, I don't know if we're going to go completely balls deep into spoilers and whatnot of Keena. But the warning's out there. We're going to be talking about you know, a lot of the game with no restrictions on this. Not like there's balls deep spoilers anyway. No, this isn't like The Last of Us Part Two level of you know, narrative-driven game that, that kind of hinges on that. But we will talk about everything and anything that we decide um, is relevant. So that could involve some spoilers. So if you've not played it, you know, bugger off or don't complain if we do spoil something. So when I talk to people about video games and we kind of go to deep diving into them, what I usually start with is um, something I call Cards on the Table, which basically means put your cards on the table in terms of your history with this, you know, developer or the franchise um, or perhaps the genre. A bit difficult with Kena because this is coming out of a studio that, as far as I know, Ember Labs had not created a video game. This is their first go at it. Yeah, no, it's their first game. I think they've made a production in, in regards to CG animated uh, short films. But no, this is their first game. So there's not really cards on the table to have. Um, Maybe the genre. I mean, I, I, but I think it's a very generic genre in regards to like, there's so many games in that genre. So, like, to say that someone doesn't have cards on the table for that probably would be lying to themselves a little bit if they haven't like Debbie deeped into it. No. Um, but I'm, I'm a fan of like the Sly Cooper franchise, Mario, hmm. you know, like all the mixes and, you know, it's it's all about like what the game offers as its flavor because it's always like a mixture. It's like, do you do more platforming? Do you do more combat? Do you do more puzzle solving? It's yeah. like, really, that's what makes the game the game, and the genre really is just too expansive to really 
say like yeah. man that's exactly what it is no we're not talking about a simulation or a strategy game here this is a you know chances are you've played a game like this before um at some point during your your gaming career if you're listening or, or watching so um what did you what did you play it on actually because it is um playstation and, and pc i i played it on the the ps5 but was you on on the ps4 or did you play it on the pc no, I played it on my PC, nice. but also my roommate has a PS5, and so I got to see some of him playing it um, on the PS5, so I kind of got a little bit of a comparison, which PC version is pretty close to um, the quality you're getting on the PS5. I mean, my 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 setup is relatively new. Um, I built that uh, just last year okay. for the first time, and the graphics card is, is, is pretty close to what you get for the ps5 so like quality wise i was still getting good quality and good frame rate and everything so i don't think i lost anything out of the experience and um i didn't do the research though to find out if i because the difference between the ps4 and the ps5 version is the little critters i forgot Ah, what they're called the Uh, the, the rot that's what it is so that more rot appear on screen Right. And follow you around okay. on the PS5 version than the PS4 because the because the SSD can load more in and be able to run them at the same time. I think they were the same when I was looking at on my PS uh, on my on my um, on the PlayStation 5 my roommate was playing in my PC. Um, I do have an SSD on my PC, so I think that helps. But um, if not, I couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, it's interesting that that. You know, usually when we talk about a PC versus a, a console version, you always you reference what the scalebacks have have been made on the on the console version. But given the early stage of the PS5, they do have some parity with some of the games that aren't overly intensive and pushing like huge um, graphical meltdowns in in the GPUs or the CPUs. So this is one of those games that I think you can enjoy on any of the platforms available. On to be honest, I don't think you know. Yeah, gonna... I think even on PS4, it would still look great. Like yeah. it's still worth playing. Yeah, because it's much more about the art style, isn't it, than, you know, resolution. Yeah, and that art style can definitely cover up, like, you know, it's it's similar to, like, um, Mario for the Switch. It yes. may look good, and that, but it's that art style can easily, there's not, it, it it's purposely doesn't have detail. Like, yes. it's very just primary colors and lines. That's all it is. Yes. There's not really like, oh, the the crevices on the hat are like moving <laughs> yeah. based off the way the wind blows. No, it's like it's it's it, that's kind of the style, which is it's always going to be having the one little crevice on the hat because that's always going to be there no matter what. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. We might as well start talking about the, the presentation of the game and how it looks. And you've touched on some some good kind of items there because I found... Just the look and the style and the overall kind of atmosphere that was brooding out of the game to be really charming. Um, oh yeah! Not often do I do I play games that that just feel this nice to be <laughs> lost in, and I, and I was lost in it for for plenty of hours going around the the map and doing the puzzle solving and the optional bits and pieces. Um, I know it's a bit of a lazy comparison, but it was a bit of a throwback to an old school Zelda before they kind of went open world with Breath of the Wild. Everything had its this lovely charm to it, um, and the music as well. I think was is a is a key component of that, and art style, which you which you touched on, was, was great as well. These these games in particular don't typically always catch people's eye because they're not gritty and, and realistic. But I'm of the opinion that I like having these games throughout the year to to dive into and get lost into because it can get a bit bleak with, <laughs> with all the realistic oh, yeah. shooters and whatnot. 
Um, what's your overall thoughts of, of the of the style of this game? Because you, I felt like you could you could see their animation and uh, prowess shining through just in in the gameplay and in 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 the way the game looked and the cutscenes, obviously as well. Yeah, and I think that was that was the one thing. That's probably one of my small complaints about the game is like I don't think they needed the CG cutscenes. No, yeah, that was quite- even though even. Even though, like, it's like, yeah, they're an animation studio, and that's probably like the thing for them. It's like, oh, we want to show that off, which, like, clearly, like, yes. it's shown off very well. Like, I can clearly tell this is like an animated studio that, you know, has done this before because the critters, like, they 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 captured the adorableness of them. Yes. They captured the fun, the playfulness, the sadness. They were able to capture all that. I don't. I, I maybe the question was maybe they couldn't capture it in engine that the, the engine they were using and based mm. off the tool set they had and it was their first game and they're like maybe it's just easier to do a CG cutscene um, because because that was the one thing where I was like okay there is a drastic difference right now between the CG cutscene right now and 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 the in game yeah. running graphics even though it's still beautiful regardless it's just is a very drastic difference and it's almost uh, it did remind me of older games and yeah. in, in a sense but uh but i mean you know for for what we got out of the quality i think it was like okay I, i'm a little more forgiving of it for that aspect but i think presentation wise it did great i think i agree with you with you know it, it kept the lightheartedness even though in some of the darkest of moments you're almost like i still i I don't feel as if it's like depressing me in this dark moment right now because uh, the overall atmosphere was so cheery. It was yeah. more of a uh, a concern to make sure the character's okay and like having that emotional, you know, grip with the character. I think they, I think the, you know, that was probably one of the strongest things is this game's presentation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the the, the cutscenes you mentioned is actually was actually quite jarring on the PS5. I don't know what frames per second you played it on, but. I was, it's 60 FPS. I think there's a performance mode that I switched it on as soon as I got into the game on the PS5. And the cutscenes were running at 30. So there's yes. always that 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 jarringness. When you cut to it, you're like, oh, okay, my eyes are not kind of used to this. And I always found that, that slightly distracting um, and throughout. I'm assuming there's a similar setup on the PC side of things in that. Oh, yeah, for sure. They, they were running through that as well. But you're right, you know, the I mean the story itself, you know, if you if you wrote it down, you think that's actually quite depressing, you know, there's these these people that have died and they they they're stuck or, you know, not happy about passing over until the until whatever the other world is and, you know, Keener as a as a spirit guide is is there to usher them along and finish some unresolved business. Um mm-hmm. but there's some there's some deep stories in there and some you know, when you the, the the main thing is when you find out what happened to the characters, how they met their demise. You know, some of the relationships they had. They are they're not very cheery, and it kind of, it's kind of at odds with the <laughs> with the look, the yeah. feel. I, I was I was not always prepared for that, but I felt like it meshed quite well. Yeah, I think a moment that really captured me for the game really was the first the first kind of like overall like it's broken up in like was it four? Yeah, yeah four parts basically four different like missions you're doing or sorry yeah four i'd say four four different like main missions you're doing for certain people of for the spirits and i think the first one really did a good job without like being all gamey and being like let me tell you about this and like oh you completed the mission and like (laughs) oh like uh like trying to like over explain to the kid to the to the player i think they and it showed off their their work they've done before too in this aspect is when you find out the kids 
are dead. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think that was so I, I like because at first I was like confused when they said we can't go with you. Mm. And, you know, like at the first time, um, you know, I, th I think that that's the perfect mission to be the first mission. Yes. I think if they did that later, I would have been like, oh, the kids are dead. So it's like Absolutely. it made no it would have made died. But I love that for a moment it captured me to go. What do you mean? You can't come with me. You're yeah. right here. Like yeah. you're right here with it. And then they go walk to their brother. And then it's like, oh, they're all gone. Yeah. They're dead. They're all gone. Like yeah. I was thinking, oh, maybe there's some survivors. And you know, you kind of have that hope and like that. And then that, that's a really, I think that's really, really clever that I don't think games do enough of. No. To be honest, no, especially I... when they're doing story-driven games. Like, no, I to totally agree. Like, because I think the, the brother's name's Taro, and you're off to find him. And at that point, I was like, "He's probably dead." This sounds like yeah. Everyone he's... else, I was like, "You're probably dead." Yeah. So, like, I don't, I don't. That you don't have to play on that, and I don't think they do. I no. think they just continue on. Yeah. And I think the nuance of it is that like they didn't have to tell her they're dead. No. So then when she goes and meets everyone else, they don't have to go, "I'm dead." By the way, <laughs> it's like you you already just inferred. You're like you're dead. Yes. Which is like okay. Yeah. I, I, okay. Because actually, when when you first meet the two kids, they 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 pop by and say hello. They're in a cutscene and they they're chatting back and forth, and then they they kind of just like wander off and they actually disappear on the screen. And I was like, oh, that's a bit sloppy. Like they clearly aren't going to be companions throughout the game, not realizing at the time that it's all in context because they are, mm -hmm. you know, they're spirits technically at this point. They're not not living beings. And I remember thinking that when I when when the bombshell dropped that they were they were gone as well. They all three of them had tragically died in this <laughs> in this horrible incident. I was like, that's clever because the seed was planted there, and I just my silly brain picked up on the 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 kind of the the the, the sign, but didn't put two and two together and just assume the game was being a bit gamey like they do with companions and whatnot. Right, they, just, was, they disappear, yeah. smoke and mirrors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so that was definitely. Um, <laughs> a bit of an eye opener. I think like that's that to me felt like the strongest story of the four. The strongest kind of mission um, was that particular one. I found the the next few not as quite as impactful. Maybe that's because you're kind of your eyes are open at that point as to what's probably occurring here. But I generally found that to be my favourite of the you know the the kind of passing of over of spirits that were available. Well, the, 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 the second one, so here's my, here's my like, I, I agree 100%. I think the first one was most impactful. And then the second one for me, I found confusing. And then the third one is kind of a little generic. Mm. And so like, but it, it wasn't as like it was bad. It was just, I was curious on, like we knew, the, I knew the answer. It's how do we get to the answer yeah. is what I was more interested about. And then once I got there, I was like, oh, okay. So that's what I was thinking about. Um, because the second one was utterly, utterly confusing to me because it's like the, her lover was with her and then she went away, but is she dead? I don't like, they oh, yeah, did, but I think she is. I think they all are. I, yeah. I don't think she but came. Like how, but how did, is, is, is it, she, is she dead because she like went off somewhere and then she died over there or did she, was she, while she was going off, the explosion happened and it killed her. Like, I think that was the thing that was most bugging me. I was like. How did she die? Yeah. Like, uh, I knew the first one and how you die, but I don't know about you. I don't know how your lover died. And, and that, that bugs me. That That's the one thing that like, oh, it's like, oh, and, but I, I, but I, I was like, oh, the creature was really cool that the, like the companion creature of the, the, the Toro. Yes. I call him a Tauros. Jesus, I'm going Pokemon. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the, the bull, um, 
with the with the wood horns i mean uh, with the rock horns i think that was so cool i, yeah. I found that interesting um but i will say i lo- i do that was probably one of my favorite boss battles though even though it was my uh the most i think confusing could have used a rewrite rewrite there somewhere um i think that was the most interesting and most fun boss fight though because it involved so many different things at once um yeah that's... With the shooting, with the shooting of the arrow to like hit the bell and then destroy the bell, which is its power source, and then all oh, that, that that was just all good. I, yeah, um, I loved the I loved the boss battles and how they all kind of had a different flavor. They weren't all the same. It wasn't just use your combat and beat the living crap out of this thing, which is is part of what some of the things you have to do in this game. But yeah. I really, really, really liked the bosses and how they had their own you. You each unique type of way to take out the boss, and it didn't have to telegraph it to me. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't have to write a message and say, or, yeah. or her to say, Oh, I should really hit that. But it's like really great language, visual language for the game to be able to tell me exactly what I need to do without feeling frustrated. And the frustration is more of execution yeah. than it is of figuring out what the heck I need to do. Whereas, like, when I play Metroid Dread, for an example, for me, it's like, I have to live long enough to figure out the pattern <laughs> to beat the boss. Yes. Not necessarily the game is telling me, oh, you need to do this. And that's how you implement it. Where it's the cut. Yeah. yeah I could get a thing about the final boss in Metroid Dread is probably the most frustrating boss I've ever faced in quite some time. Because <laughs> uh, the other part is, I don't know if I'm getting any damage on the boss because there's no, there's no health, health bar. Oh, no. Yeah. So, which, the, which doesn't help me to know if I'm damaging it to make it implement the moves. But, anyways, that's a different game for another day. <laughs> but, um, but I think this game executed that part really well, which makes it easier on the gamer and makes like I like a game that makes it difficult for me because I can't execute then make it difficult because I don't understand what you want me to do. Yes. That's that's where my frustration comes into play. But I I love they did a great job overall with the bosses with that aspect. Yeah, I mean the one thing that completely caught me off guard was the well, yeah, the difficulty of the game. Because it's kind of at odds with this jolly, beautiful, puzzle solving, lighthearted, gentle experience of going through the world, you know, oh I'll, I'll figure that out. I'll I'll sling up there, bow that, bang bang. Oh, this is really nice. And then you get to the bosses, and they are hard bastards. It pulls no punches. It requires you to be able to execute the the specific moves and and work through the different phases of the boss. And it completely caught me off guard. And it, it, there were times when I was getting frustrated, like we all do, because I couldn't execute, much like you. Um, but I was just really surprised that that was the case, because it was kind of at odds with the with the tone of the game. And usually you expect these games to be a bit of a walk in the park, don't you? Just you, you go through it. You don't really think about the you know the combat or anything like that. It's a means to the end to to, to get the narrative up and running and, and all that good stuff. But. I was completely caught off guard by that. I don't know if you was as well in terms of it's There was difficulty. one boss battle that did make me frustrated. And I and I don't know if it was a lack of execution on my part. Uh, it took me quite a while, and I thought it was the final boss too. And I was like... Is it Toshi, mm-hmm. that, the guy in the ice cave? Yes. 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 yes that here. was the one. That was the one boss battle I did have a frustration <laughs> with. And Absolutely. it was all about execution too. Like it just... It reminded me of a Souls game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, where it's like, it, it's the aspect of where you as the player 
I get, I, I got too aggressive sometimes where I'm like, Oh, I, I'm windling them. I'm going to, I'm going to get that extra hit in. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. Man. You need to be very patient. Yes. Um, excuse me. And, and the process of it too is like, it's health not going down a lot. Like, so, <laughs> so, it's, so it's, you gotta be patient with everything and, and just make sure you like know exactly how to tackle each of his counter moves um, because they're all unique and different. And I think they still telegraphed really well how to do it. It's just sometimes you're in the wrong position to like shoot it. And so you can't get it or you miss. And then, and then he executes his move and, and yeah. it becomes difficult. So um, I think, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly, especially near the end. It was, the, it was once I hit that boss battle and then it was the final, final boss, which I think was easier than that one. I agree. Yeah, um, absolutely. Overall, the ice cave one is the hardest one of them all. So, yeah. so uh, so if people play it and haven't played it before and are going to play it and they go, Jesus Christ, is this going to get harder? No, it does no, not get harder. That's like the peak <laughs> it, and it kind of drops down. Not by much. I still found the last bit quite challenging with the different arena battles it'll put you through. And but, Yeah, and because you're also lacking your, your, rot, your rot and, and then you don't have the... Which I think the game did a great job and this is something I do want to really commend it for, which is you know a lot of games sometimes where you're like, especially something like this game, um, with the combat that's not it's not as com it's not as complex it's not it's it, but it's not basic either i no. think they add enough nuances to the combat to make it fresh every single time and add new enemies to make it fresh every single time um but what it does is uh because of how the difficulty was <clears throat> earlier in the game i could just basically button mash my yeah. way through yeah and what ended up happening was I went to it. I found a challenge area where they're like, kill these many, kill this many enemies in like this amount of time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't beat it. And I was uh, like, why can't I beat this? And, um, and so I ended up, I like looked in the menus. I was like, am I not using any like special moves that I have? And here I have a list of all these special moves I've never used. Yeah. And all of a sudden I started to use them and then I completed the task. And then I used the special moves throughout the, the rest of the game, which helped dramatically. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's such a good way of a game to go. If if someone is not using your tools that you're providing for them, offer them a, the, the opportunities where they have to use them yeah. so that they know that they're available to them. Because people forget like a lot of times, especially if something's working. You know, you got your bread and butter and you're... you're well, uh, I'm using this phrase a lot lately. Um, Shang Chi, it's, it's stay in the pocket. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're you're in that pocket. You're really in, you're really doing well with what's there, and you're not being challenged to try new things or challenged to try all the things that are available to you. Mm -hmm. And that was the one where it made me do that. And then all of a sudden, things got better for me because yeah. I was starting to use them in regular combat throughout the rest of the game. And I don't think I would have beat the game if i especially with that boss battle in the ice cave if i didn't have those tools and knew knew those tools were available to me and i still haven't used some of them that are there um yeah. because it's just not my cup of tea i rather use the rot one where i'm smashing the 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 the, the, uh, the staff down and it'll yep. shoot the rod at them instead of using the arrow version like it's yep. you know I, you find your bread and butter what you like but I, i'm happy the game found a way to force me to use them and remind me oh i do have these i yeah. should use them yes yeah uh, it's it's interesting because when the third game first released i was kind of playing it and 
I saw a few people's impressions and I was like, yeah, it's really, you know, it's charming, blah, blah, blah. It's, but it's really basic. It doesn't have much depth to it. And I was like, yeah. And, and, and in the early, like, going, I was like, yeah, okay, I, they, they are right because I'm just sort of going through this well, blah, blah, blah. But it's almost like an onion, this game. Like, it, it takes a... I felt like it took a bit of time to get there. But once you're kind of through and, and at the end of that first kind of story with the brothers, the, the, the three brothers... Like by then, a lot of the onion peel has come away. But I really, in hindsight, appreciated that it took its time to, to do that and didn't just chuck you straight in with all the, the combat moves, of all the different puzzle-solving moves you can do with the bow and all, all that good stuff. The bomb you don't get till quite late on as well. It really was, you know, they, they were tempered in, in giving you these tools and slowly introducing them so you could you could get to grips with you know the new stuff you were getting to. And then introduce another element that you can use and if we've introduced it there's a good chance you're going to need to use it for the next phase of the the game to get through it and mm-hmm. i really appreciated that i was i was really pleased that it just always felt like i was discovering something new and doing something new and, and it, it's, it's completely off base with like the first two three hours of the game that i'd played because i felt like it was going to be a bit of run of the mill but it certainly gameplay wise has a lot more depth than what people were giving it credit credit for. A lot of people may have given their impression that they're not played it again, so they're never going to find out that you know it does get far more advanced than what you'd expect. Yeah, it gives you the impression that they never beat the game. Yeah, it does. Absolutely <laughs> which, does. Which is which is kind of just disheartening because it's like that's not a basic game is like a game that wouldn't grow upon itself. Like the yeah. skill tree on that game is for the amount of time you play, which is like, I think got done in 12 hours, yeah. uh, which is one third of what you could play on like, or yeah, one third of like your average video game in mm-hmm. regards to like non indie title. And so, you know, the skill tree on of it is probably the third of a size of another game. So I'm like, what do you want? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Do you want 80 like, different skills condensed into 12 hours of gameplay? No, like, it's, it's got to be stretched um, out. Yeah. And I, and I think what the game was going for was more of, you know, similar to similar of the regards to like the, the enemies themselves are like puzzles. Yeah. And it's more of like how you strategically go through each enemy or which one to attack first using which tool is more of the combat's bread and butter than is i give you a million tools and just beat the living crap out of something yeah yeah and i and i think it really showed that with because of how unique the bosses were especially in the mini bosses that they each kind of have their own uh their own flavor in regards to the way you take them down whether it's a bomb to reveal something to be able to shoot with the arrow then or a bomb to reveal something to then hit it with your bow staff um that then they would introduce that as a regular enemy sometimes lower powered than yeah. what you faced off as the mini boss and sometimes almost just as powerful yeah and but then it makes you feel as the player that you've actually grown and exactly. that you evolved and that you're better and you're stronger and all that kind of aspect so I, I just do not get the the this is the one game where I'm like reviewers you got that way wrong mm. and I did it reminds me of Days Gone in that aspect of like wow the reviewers just I don't know what you were thinking. <laughs> no, I agree. I like it was it certainly has a lot more than what I felt like people gave it credit for. Like I just I just I can't marry up even just how challenging the combat is if you just stripped away everything else that's far in excess of most of the games that you'd get that you'd class as simplistic 
Like it just yeah. it's just not the it's just not on that level. You you cannot I mean, cruise through this game. You will not cruise through it with your eyes closed. It's just not it's, it's not the way it's designed. I mean, it's even got that, and then it also has an additional like extra combat ability where like you can third person control another creature to take <laughs> out a bunch of other creatures. Like, how's that basic? That's not basic at all. No. That, yeah. that, that makes I think we're both in agreement on that portion. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I feel like the only the only criticism I might have in in terms of the combat side of things, and this only really this came to light in a few of the bosses, but we talk about Toshi and the ice cave. It came to a head there. Is it sometimes I felt like I could? It felt didn't feel like it had quite had the tightness that I felt like I needed as a player sometimes, particularly with things like the parry mechanic. I just could not, for the life of me, nail down the timing for the yeah. parrying. I just, I don't know what yeah. it was. It could be me, but I, I suspect others will have struggled with that no, as well. not just you. It was not me just too. Me. I, yeah. could not get, I could not get the parry down. It reminded me of Zelda Breath of the Wild's parry mechanic, <laughs> yeah. where I just couldn't get that down either, which I, I do not understand when people go, it's easy. I was like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, <laughs> you, you can see me play games. I play a lot of games, and I play them pretty, like, I'm playing... I'm replaying Jedi Fallen Order just because I was like bored. It's it's in, in the in the U.S. of A. in L.A. It is uh, it is uh, Thanksgiving, so we have the time off, and I was just like, oh, I I kind of want to just go back and play something for a little bit. So I grabbed some Jedi Fallen Order. And I'm like, I got that parry down. Like I don't know why, but I can do a Dark Souls parry. I don't I don't know what else <laughs> what else you uh, ask. I I agree though. Um, I think I think in a sense it is. I don't know if it's too tight it, that the, the in regards to the movement of the mm. character in combat is difficult, yeah. especially <clears throat> off lock on, but even on lock on, it is still a little, it, it's, it's just missing a, maybe a, a little more work, just a little bit. Like it's, it's not, it's not just, it's, you're just not there yet. You're almost there. Yeah. It's like almost standing up like for a, for a child, like you're almost there. You just need to like, <laughs> you know, Put that other leg there. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's it just yeah, it just felt like it overreached slightly in some areas. It's not mm-hmm. consistently like that, but no, there's moments it's mainly in the boss battles yeah. when you really need when you're under to pressure and you need toes. to. And like yeah. you were talking about earlier about executing, sometimes I felt like, and I love to make excuses for my own, you know, shortfallings and, and downcomings when it comes to games. But I felt like sometimes the game wasn't always meeting me halfway. I was getting. Yeah, I think I think the lock on contribute to that too, mm. especially for that bottle bass, uh, battle boss boss battle in the ice cave was, um, especially when an enemy disappears or all of a sudden gets behind you, um, it somehow doesn't follow the camera like it should. It should swing around and follow the character with you, yeah. but it's like it's in this cone, and if it doesn't make it in the cone it loses the lock on which then becomes frustrating because then you're trying to relock on yeah but they might be doing something at the same time yeah. which then yeah. you don't have time to then dodge and then you get hit that's it they're, there's like they're signaling kind of some attack that you could have dodged if you'd seen it happen yes. but by the exactly. time you've got, got got eyes on it they're halfway through that and you're like well i'm gonna get hit here <laughs> there's, there's right no thing about no, it it was stingy on the hills, wasn't it? I felt like in the boss battles, you'd get like two two little flowers or, or tears to, to heal on with the rot. And that was it. I thought they would regenerate after a certain period of time. But yep. I felt like in most cases, it didn't matter how long I tried to just survive, I was not getting any more health. And I don't know whether... I think in the boss battles, 
I could have used one more. Yes, I agree. Just one, just one more. Like the rest of them were fine. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, it's just in the boss bells when I'm again trying to figure out how what I'm supposed to do. Not necessarily that it takes forever to do so, but especially on the first time around, it's almost like they basically like we'll let you die the first time. Yeah, <laughs> just 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 go ahead and die the first time, and yeah. then then you can figure it out. And it's uh, I almost uh, the 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 um. The reason I don't like that in games is for the sole reason of it basically it basically loses the tension. Like you're this character and you don't want to die, right? No. Like we as as a as a person to person, uh, we do we do not, we don't want to die, right? Because we only get one life, we only get one chance. We know this is a game you get multiple chances. Yes, but we still treasure the one. We still treasure that life and want to make sure we hang on to it for as long as possible because we don't want to die. No. Um, so I, I, sometimes I do, um, find games of when they're when they're almost like we just want you to die a bunch of times to figure it out, is almost a, a stupid excuse in my opinion. Yeah, I, I don't enjoy that too much in the, especially when there's so many phases of the boss like you have to die out on each phase to figure it out and it's like okay, fine. I'll, I'll do this. I'll survive the first phase and I'll find out what you want me to do on the second phase. Oh, it was the third phase. Oh, it was the fourth phase is there. Okay. Yeah. Let's find oh, out. What am I on? Die number 27? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Death number 27. Yeah. Okay. I see. Uh, was it Was it 10, 10 deaths per, per phase? Yep. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any, um, just changing gears slightly, do you have any performance or technical issues in terms of crashing or anything like that that you'd want to report on? Because no PC, PC can be a bit of a, and I go between PC and console, and I notice I if I haven't optimized the game, I'll have a few more issues on PC. So I always find that they're a little bit, sometimes not as tight as they could be. But I'd be interested. Um, no crashes. Um, I had some jitter in the frame rate on occasion. Mm. I think it was in the beginning when I was just you know, figuring out the settings that it needs to be at. And I'm so relatively new to PC gaming. I could, I could not tell you what setting I had. In on. I kind oh, of yeah. like, just, I kind of let the PC tell me what the recommended <laughs> setting. That's, that's what I let, do. And, and let it sit there because like the only time I really jitter with the, with the settings is if it's an older game and I'm like, Oh yeah, I can really run this bad boy at like 120 yeah. frames per second, boost it up to the highest uh, fidelity possible and I'll be a okay. Uh, but for a game like this, I just set it on recommended and I know I kind of, I think there was a couple times I was playing with the Saints just to like, be like, Oh, is this going to stop from jittering? And the jittering was very minor. And it was mainly when it was done, when it was, it seemed like the game wasn't done loading yet. Yeah. And yeah. so I was like, hold up, we're not done loading yet. <laughs> Even though we popped you on the main screen, you can start walking. It's like, uh, reminds me of, I'm literally playing Jedi Fallen Order. It reminds me of that. Like yeah. right when you're, you get right when you get out of one of the elevator, loading screens it's not an elevator it's a loading screen let's yes, be honest there's yes. so many loading screens in this game that are not loading screens that like as soon as i walked it all of a sudden pauses yeah it's it like oh, we're not done sorry we're, we're not done loading yet <laughs> sorry I'm like what would give me a longer elevator ride then <laughs> yes absolutely i actually did have a couple of crashes like at one oh. at one point on the ps5 and it got me worried it powered down the ps5 
Thanks. Normally, you get that blue screen. It comes up and says, "Do you want to report?" Are you sure you're just not bad at the game? And they're just like, "Just stop. <laughs> just quit now." I may just well have been in the now. ice cave at that point, and they were they were trying to tell me something. But because because usually you go to bed and come back later. Yeah, that does actually work. That has that worked on Metro Dread. Funnily enough, I didn't even go to bed. I went to the I went to out for lunch and had a few drinks. Then come back and did the final boss in like two tries, and I was like, I just need to clear my head because I was getting. I was beating myself, but no, I powered through that thing. And then, um, I, I found it hilarious cause I beat it before my best friend and he's a big, um, Nintendo guy. So he was playing it and then he kept text. He kept texting me during the boss and going like, how'd you figure this out? Yeah. Would you, and I kept, and I was like, do you want hints? Do you want me to tell you exactly what to do? And yeah. he's like, he's basically goes like, how do I get rid of this? And I was like, okay, just use the big bomb. Yeah. Oh. That gets rid of most stuff in that game. <laughs> if you're struggling, yeah. You need to get rid of something. That's the one to have. But yeah, on 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 Keno, I had yeah one one power down. Like it it powered down the PS5, and I was like, oh. And I'll turn it back on. It said, oh, we've you've experienced a crash. We're just going to rebuild the database. And I was like, oh my god, what has this game done? <laughs> Ember Labs, you bastards. destroyed your PlayStation. Yeah, it's PlayStation's no longer the, the gold dust that is the PS5. And I was like, oh my goodness. But it, it it went back on and was fine. And I did have another crash later on, but this time it was the classic like blue screen. Here's a stupid mm-hmm. code. Do you want to attach a screenshot? Or and I was like, just report it. I don't need to attach a screenshot. Like I can't because you've soon... you've crashed the game. I'll... How soon did you like? Did you play one at launch? Like when were you playing this? Yeah, so I pretty much played it f- in its launch week and probably finished it within ten days or so. I didn't like power for it, so yeah, same here. there may have been one patch actually, and after okay. that patch, I don't think I had any of these these issues. So maybe that addressed it. But going back to the ice cave, which we we're talking about a lot, I had a a, a weird bug where. I went to put my shield on to deflect or parry. I don't know what I was trying to do. One of the two. And and Keena got stuck holding the, the, the <laughs> staff like that. And there was no shield around me, but it, it, I, I couldn't be attacked. So <laughs> Toshi couldn't actually hurt me. He would he would hit me and he would like react as though I'd just like parried him. But I couldn't get so out of this animation. Unlimited invisible shield. <laughs> I did, but I couldn't hurt him. Like he, I, I, I was stuck like that, and then it would eventually break out of it. But every time I'd use the shield, it would happen. Anyway, it made that encounter easier for whatever reason. And and on one of the tries that that happened, I got through it, and um, it carried on into the next phase, like the the final final boss. And then I was like, right, what's going on here? So I just powered down the game, like closed it, didn't put it in rest mode, restarted mm-hmm. it, and it and it went away. But that was a bit of a strange bug, but I will take it because it kind of helps me when I was getting you, close you, frustrated. You almost wished like it, it took away some of that guy's health so that you could just yeah. put down the controller and be like, ah, I'll just you know, take him out. I'll let the game beat itself. That's, that's yep. fine for me. It's your fault. No, exactly. But um, yeah, that was, that was interesting. But other than that, I mean, that... They, they sound horrendous, those instances, but they were few and far between out of a, a 12-hour experience, a couple of crashes and, and that weird bug happening, but not really been many wide red, widespread reports of issues of the game, so it's technically pretty no, solid. It's pretty techni- yeah, it's pretty technically sound. I mean, and even... I think I... I think even with some of like the more um, complex puzzles... Well, there's one puzzle I couldn't figure out, though, and I and I was like, ooh... Was it the one where there's candles? And yes. Yes, that took me forever. You have to set- I had to look that one up. Yeah, no shame in that. I was close to. 
That took I, me. I, I tried everything. I was like, yeah. I'm so confused. I could and see then... the I could see the points on the bow where I had to hit the hit the points. Yes. I was like, what's the bloody order? <laughs> and then I didn't realize that. Yeah. What was it? I think you had to you had to pump the the shield. I can't remember. It's called now where you do that kind of like. Yep. And the candles will pop up and then they'll in, dissipate in the order you want. You need to hit it. them at. Yeah. But then like when I so I didn't look up like the full thing at first. I was like I was just gonna read like the beginning of being like here's a hint. Look mm. at the candles. And I was like okay, I'm looking at the candles. Like what 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 heck do you want? <laughs> like I I don't I don't know. At first I thought it was um one of those where I would like. Hit the hit the hit the hit all the areas, and then enemies would appear, and then it's like a a, fight, a, fa- a battle phase where you like yes, fight them all, and then once thought. you clear them, you get your reward. I was like, "Where's my reward? I don't get my reward. What's going?" Yeah. So like that was the one puzzle. Besides that, all the other puzzles were really well done, and I even like um, some of the creativity. Like even I was, <laughs> I outsmarted the game. to be able to like complete a puzzle and i thought that was fun because it's like i don't i don't i don't want it to punish me for not doing what it wanted me to do like if it gives me the tool set to do this i should be able to do it right yeah so i think i did it the wrong way i like went in the opposite order of trying to complete it but i was like oh it worked okay yes that's always that's always good when games then you know you brought up it was difficult i'll admit it but like it it worked i had to i had to take the the rod and like make the creature thing and it had to like go for the longest amount of time almost to the point it ran out of health (laughs) uh on the timer and i was like i don't think this is the real way to do this but i feel like i could do it yeah you could brute force it no, the the puzzle elements of the games, either optional or mandatory, depending on you know the task at hand. I really enjoyed this breaking up the the quite intense combat that we that we spoke mm-hmm. about. I felt like they were, you know, that candle one definitely tested me. I mean, I got there in the end, but generally, I felt like it was a good mixture of like nice like little brain ticklers and stuff that you think, oh, I've got it now, and you feel a little bit clever for for solving it as opposed to just consistently giving you obtuse and vague puzzles. I really liked the balance that they implemented there, even if they kind of went maybe a bit too advanced a couple of times. But generally, I felt like it went really nicely with the overall game and and slotted in really well. Oh, I did run into one bug. Well, technically two, but it was the same bug. Um, Just thought about it now. It's when the rot were carrying items. Oh yes, this they, happened they to would, me would, a couple, a handful it, of times actually. Yeah, it's not. They would get stuck on geometry that didn't make sense to get stuck on. So like yeah. they got stuck on, like I shot down one of those pod thingies from the flower and it fell down. Yeah. And they were supposed to carry it to this elevator that I have and yes. bring it down and then put it on. Yep. And the issue I ran into was there was blades of grass coming out of the wood from the deck that it was on top of and somehow the rot can't walk through grass or it did in this moment it wouldn't let it and so it was like this tiniest of windows but the issue was like if i only had like three rock creatures it would have done just fine it's the fact that i have like 20 rock creatures trying to move this item that they're all getting stuck and can't funnel through the little window that's there and so it made me think okay maybe they're supposed to be able to go through the blade of grass and yeah. like something with the code is saying no it's a wall of geometry you can't go through and i think the other time when the rot were carrying something it ended up working when I came back. So like I ended up like right. skipping it 
And then I came back to it later, which was it got stuck on the geometry of stairs. Like it wouldn't go up. It wouldn't go up or down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like, oh, we're stuck. And I'm like, oh. Oh, oh, okay. And it's like me trying to be like, maybe if I angled the command this way or say come this way, and it just was not working. Yeah. Well, I, I, it wasn't enough to make me go like, I hate this game. I no, this game. that happened to me a handful of times with the rot in particular when I was asking them to move something. It, it may well have been one of them was definitely a side one. We have to put the little statues into the, the slots and yes. they wouldn't go and pick it up. And I was like, why are you being disobedient, you little shit? So I wonder whether it was a bit like The Last Guardian where that fucker doesn't always do what you tell it to do. But no, well, it's not very easy commands. He just goes, no, 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 You're like, what the heck does that mean? Yeah, I can't even understand that. At least with, with Keenan, I felt like they, they were quite clear commands. You, you, you had a little arrow to like show exactly what you're doing, where, whereas in The Last Guardian, it's almost as if you're like, <laughs> go over there. Do I, really, do I really know what I'm asking it to do? Like, do I even know it can do is that? This tree, just, is this Trico's like, fault? Or not. Yeah, like to the point, like to the game where it's almost as if, like, if you don't know what to do, just run around circles and go, no, 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 and just see what he does. That will work. But no, I had the same issue with the rot a couple of times. And then, funnily enough, again, I mentioned the patch that went in sort of four or five days afterwards. I didn't experience it after that. Again, don't know if they managed to stabilize it on the console versions for that particular issue. But yeah, that, that happened to me a few times. And I, um, I think I just reloaded the save the time it happened to me and it cleared it. So it's clearly something, you know, to do with that session that was yeah. running. And, you know, I, once it happened twice, I was like, okay, if this happens again, I'll just reload. I know what the solution mm-hmm. is. Um, and, it, and it didn't happen again. So I didn't have to, to worry too much about that. But yeah, the, the rot are an interesting mechanic because they're not just there to look cute, which they are. They are adorable. They've got the worst oh. name though, to call them the rot. Oh my gosh, right. It makes right? sense when you get to the end of the game because the rot yes. god, they are de- derived from that. But immediately when you see these things, the, the one thing that doesn't spring to mind is you'd call them rot. Like I would not call them rot. To me, rot is a distasteful, horrible thing. And these things are very, very In cute. In the ground. That's, yeah. Well, I guess they're brown. Yeah. black. They've got little they're cute eyes. They smile. They can wear hats. You know, you've got... Oh, I, I love how when you walk around in an environment, all of a sudden some of them just appear in mm. the space that they're in and start like interacting with the space around you. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's nice. And then it may, goes back to the question, how is this basic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes they would direct you towards interactable bits and, and yes. puzzle bits. They would be there and be like, hey, here. And you're like, what's that? You're like, oh, crumbs. You want to like Jedi Fallen Order with um with uh, the uh, the the. Oh, geez, I forgot what it's called. The BD2K whatever. It's yes. The robot, the creature. Yes. That 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 is your companion. That's, like shows you the spaces. Like that's clever. Yeah, I love that. Like, yeah, it's naturally in the environment telling you what to do without having it be gamey and be like, pulse this. Oh, hold, look over here. Yeah. And it's like, okay. No, it's, it's like, oh, the yeah. creatures know what to do. The, the alternative is it tells you directly like that, or you have to go into like. I don't know, Witcher mode and see it highlighted, things like that. And everything. This is a much more subtle and and better contextualized way of doing it, yeah, in the world. You're right to pull back on the the Fallen Order uh, bot companion. Or even God of War reminds me of in regards to the son Atreus. Atreus is, and and, and this is what I love when games do, is like make something the player. Mm. You know, like Atreus is us, the player. He's the one learning about the world. Yeah. He's the one telling us, oh, we can we can go explore if we want and make it sound natural as if it's like he's excited to go do that. 
because it's a whole new world for him. But then it tells us as the player, be like, thank you telling me I don't have to go to the next story beat. And now I can go explore. But really, just shut up, kid. <laughs> I want to do my job. <laughs> but um, yeah, and the rock kind of were, were doing that for you. And that was great. And, and I think even like some of the mechanics of involving them in combat was yeah. unique that you don't see in other games. It's like it's, it's, it's an evolution of saying the basic commands of Pikmin yeah. and like putting them in evolving them more and i think that is something that's unique and special that other games don't offer it's like that it's not basic no that's not at all and that should be the title of this spoiler cast (laughs) this is not basic this is not basic (laughs) yes i I agree it's it's funny because i was playing um horizon zero dawn i replayed that the last few weeks and um i was a big fan of the rope casting that where you pin down the the machines when you've got a crowd of them, you can either use it to attack them or just to, sorry, I'm not dealing with you for 90 seconds, blah, blah, blah. And it's funny you said that. I remember using the rot for that very same mechanic in, in Kena. Oh, yeah. Because down. when you've got, you know, five, six enemies, some that are strong, some that are kind of lighter, I was like, okay, I need to keep you away from me. So you'd fire the rot on them and it would pin them down and you could get off a cheap shot on them or you could just keep them out of the fight. Again, like it just it had so many layers, and you didn't have even, to use fun, all this. But I was gonna say, even the fun part is when you pin them down, and then if you evolve it enough, you can shoot the arrow, and then yeah. it'll take out the short, the other enemies for you. So then, then it's like, oh, I, two birds with one stone. Kill yeah. it, get its health down, and then kill these enemies that I was gonna deal with in a minute. Yep, and it's more effective. Like it's it's great. Mm. I definitely love the crossover between the rock being useful in all the puzzles. Well, not all the puzzles solving, but some of the puzzles that are that are involved in the game and them having a combat use because usually oh, yeah. usually it's one or the other. Like it's like, oh this is a puzzle item. These these are items that you these are lot they're only going to help you carry things. But no, these guys were were useful in the combat arena as well, which was very useful considering how many tools you had to utilise to get through some of it. Yeah, I didn't think they were going to push the rot as far as they did. Especially like the there was the one level and I believe it was the one it was in a cave somewhere. It might have been for the the second uh, arc, um, which is uh, when you're on one side of a platform and you can't reach the other side, but your rot can. And then you transform them into the creature and you have to kill the enemies to cross the path to open, uh, to be able to open a door for you so you can cross over to that other side. So like yeah. you are you are completely useless. And you have to completely use the rot to be able to take out the enemies and then also guide themselves across without falling over and all that kind of stuff. And I I, I thought that was clever. I was just like, wow, I didn't think you were going to push it that far. But when you did, it showed how important they are. Yeah. And also that, like, oh, man, if you make another game, you could do so much more. Now, I, you can't really because the rot are gone. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Unless you call upon the great rot creature that just appears out of nowhere. Yeah, the rot god. That's, it's, that's your summon. It was, it was. I thought it was really clever that when you get the, um, what they call the little tears where you take over and, you know, you control basically the mm-hmm. little, yep. which looked like a dragon to me at the time. I didn't really understand which what then was. when you see the final creature you're like oh that it's makes that. total sense yeah. what it looks like yeah yeah that is it's that being incarnated you know at, at a yep. local level i was like that's again most games don't bother with that level of detail they just simply don't and uh yeah that was great what did you what did you make of the kind of optional stuff that you could do in the game because there's, there's a few like, optional puzzles and activities there was the boxes that you mentioned earlier where you'd get a little combat challenge there were 
<clears throat> you could drop off mail, couldn't you, to certain spirits that are in the village mm-hmm. and it open up a reward. I uh, My general opinion was I enjoyed doing them, but I felt like the rewards didn't always ne- necessarily justify the means. I kept getting that currency that I had no real reason to spend on other than like hats and stuff, which are fun, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of that. I'd do something quite difficult and I think, oh, I've just got X reward. I could have done with, you know, something else like more rot, for example. But how did you find the sort of off the beaten path side activities that are that are optional for the player? No, I agree with you. And I but um but at the same time I think because there was not a lot of it mm. that it didn't make it feel as if it was more tedious than it needed to be. Yeah. You know, like I, I, and a lot of the time, like when you found the, the mailbox thing, it was on your way back. Yes. So it was like, it was, like, yeah. it was on the way. It's yeah. not like I have to go all the way across the other map. Yeah. Also, they had really convenient, uh, um, waypoint spots to be able to teleport between. So if you did find one that was like <clears> way <throat> back there, it's like right next to the spot. Yeah. So it's not like I, it's not like this tedious thing that I like, if for a completionist, you wanted to do everything. Yeah. It wasn't going to be a, 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 a pulling teeth type one. It would be a, like a casual, like, okay, that's, it's, it's cool to like uh, kind of, it's also nice to, at the same time to kind of see the environment completely change. Yeah. So like you, by getting rid of all this, you can see how more beautiful the world was, the how village, much more beautiful yeah. this place. It kind of reminded me of uh, the, uh, not the sands of time, but Prince of Persia. So mm-hmm. like the, 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 the remake, uh, the, the, the reincarnation of the Prince of Persia games where um, it was with that uh, cell shading yeah. and where <laughs> the moments where you took the, the, the girl, oh, she's Elika. That's her name. You took Elika and you uh, had her like transform the space. That's what it reminded me of. And I think in the same way that like when you would go through the world and be like, Oh, I transformed it. And it's beautiful again. Like as I ran by the spaces, I'd be like, Oh, that's a really nice house. Like it's all really nice again. Like I'm, it almost fed into the story in a sense where it's not as much of the reward of the, you know, that the money, the currency, it's more of the reward of being like, I'm healing this area. I'm healing this environment. I'm healing these people. And it kind of just fed into that narrative. And because it wasn't a lot of it, I didn't feel like it was tedious to the point where I would have been like, Oh, I don't need to do this. I didn't feel like I had to do all of it, but I did a lot of it. Same here. Yeah. I did a fair, a fair wedge of it as well and um because most of the time like you said it was conveniently placed that you'd just wander by and think oh what's that and then you'd go down there and there'd be there'd be something there for you to do it wasn't it wasn't tucked away although i'm sure if you went for the full completionist run there's some stuff that's tucked away one of the yeah. advantages of not of, of, of playing on pc is you haven't got to worry about chasing the platinum i don't know if you are interested in that anyway but i know some people are like and this, mean, if it's this, an easy platinum i'll go for yeah, it yeah well this like, one it's, it's once you, you've got to beat the game on master difficulty and i was like what that's, no, two, that's two levels above normal <laughs> I did not want to try it at the harder difficulty. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm full on this difficulty. I'm yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm I'm good. Especially that one ice cave. I wonder how hard that. Actually, I might want to do it just to like maybe maybe Twitch stream on Pixel Pints of like me trying to take on the ice cave at master level. Yes, and maybe I'll have you with me as my companion. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I I think. Uh, and I think the one the one where I found like super rewarding was I found one space where it like opened up and usually it's just like a little house 
Like it'll open up. Yeah. This one, it was like almost like a had a courtyard, and yes. I was like, oh, this is like so much bigger, and it's like. Mm. I, I, I don't I can't remember if I got something extra special out of that one, but it was one that stood out to me because it was different in regards to like the location. Yeah, absolutely. Any other any other positives that you don't feel like we've touched upon? I mean, it's obviously difficult to encapsulate everything in, in, in a chat, but anything that you've you've thought about since since playing it and thought, yeah, I really think that's a something to hang our hat on and say it's worth calling out. I just put hang on the hat in the game overall. Yeah. I mean, for for their first shot at it, it's good. It's really good. It's That's like incredible, really. Like when yeah. you when you look at it as a as a debut title, because really, like when I first saw it at the whatever it was, the PlayStation Five Future Games last year showcase whatever, whatever it was yeah i thought that looks really interesting i didn't know anything mm-hmm. about the developers at the time and i've done some research and i was like okay my expectations are i think justifiably lowered because this is their first game we've seen this time and time again we're promising trailers pop out and they don't quite deliver so i was a bit like look we'll see what happens when it comes out blah 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 pops out this autumn and I'm so glad I jumped on it and, and went for it because it really did surprise me in so many ways that I wasn't expecting. And Ember Labs for their first game, I'm it's it's incredible, really, when you think about they've never done a oh, video yeah. game before to get to be this competent at it at a first go mm-hmm. is is quite telling, I think. Oh yeah, it, it reminded me in a, in in the same way of. Um, the first Uncharted game, mm. or like Days Gone, where it's like your first project. It's not perfect. Mm. It's 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 got really good bones. It's got really good structure. Where it's like where you looked at like the first Uncharted game. It's like got a good story. Yeah. It's combat is pretty much the framework is good right there. The the it's the climbing mecha- uh, Yeah. Yeah. The platforming is is it's it's pretty good it's not all the way there but it's pretty good and that's where i kind of feel like with um with kina and um i think even like uh some of the elements where i have like some of the most fun i'm like oh i really wish they evolved this more which is really where i had the most fun was when i was shooting the arrow and it was flying me in the air yes and i I, I, that that, somehow the feel that like the the way that the the visuals on the screen the speed you were going at it felt so good when i was hopping between them especially when you're like uh like uh, slows down the speed when you bring up your bow for the second shot and it's like it really just felt so good i was like oh i wish they built on that more like that's the one like that's one element of like in the next (laughs) game build on that i really want to see more of that um and so I, I think they got the great bones there for me. And I was like, yeah. And and now seeing Game Awards and, and seeing them nominated for what they're nominated for is like, yeah, would I not nominate for a game of the year? Probably not. Mm. Um, but would I nominate for best indie game and best debut title? Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, it's probably my winner in that book, my personal winner. Yeah. Um, so like it's it's done it, it's done a good job for what for what they're working with. Like I'm I'm truly impressed and like and for the price you pay yeah. for the title too, it is one that I it's it's a must buy. Yeah, it's just a must buy. That's a good point actually. Is that it is a uh, I would say budget title. It's, I mean, it's, it was thirty two pounds over here. I don't know if it was over your side. Forty dollars, thirty five dollars, forty bucks. 40 yeah, 40 bucks. bucks. Yeah. And normally you'd be sixty bucks, so it's like a mm-hmm. you know, twenty twenty off that. But I think that's really appropriately priced. And considering a lot of the stuff, I know this is not a you know, a first party developed game by Sony, but 
a game like Returnal that came out and they charge 70 bucks and 70 pounds over here. I was like, I'm going to wait for that to be a bit cheaper and whatnot. Whereas this was like, this felt like a no, not a no brainer, but I was like 30 odd pounds. I was like, sure. I'm, you know, what's the worst that can happen with that? And mm-hmm. it kind of over delivered on, on the price front in terms of, of fun and whatnot. And the, my, my, how much I enjoyed uh, the, the game it was was far in excess of the thirty pounds I played. Now, if I paid a bit more, would I have been perhaps as high on it? I think I still would have been high on the the, the points we've pointed out. But you'd always have that question: was yeah, probably could have been doing with a bit cheaper. But they priced it, I think, spot on, like perfect. Yeah, the value proposition wouldn't be as as high as no. it is right now. No, with the price you're paying. No, any any negatives or drawbacks that you noticed or have oh first i i got a personal nitpick mm. um i can't stand the double jump right that's interesting you say that so <clears throat> what i noticed with the double jump is a yes it's not the best but b i noticed that if i was jumping off a a reasonable height which would incur full damage there's just there is some full damage it's not egregious like some games like horizon the other day i jumped or something and died and i was like <laughs> i've just lost 10 minutes because it's <laughs> your the save point it's, a, it's, in a, that. Trip. it's yeah. a trip man. it's like, a trip i was like that well i wasn't prepared for that but anyway different different conversation and what i thought i could do was i could use the double jump at the end of the of the fall mm-hmm. to yes. re- reduce the full damage and no kenna was like boom, landed like i jumped off the top of you know, the, yep, the Empire State time, Building. Even, <laughs> and I was a bit like, okay, so they haven't quite figured out that's happening, that I've changed my velocity and actually she should only mm. react to a, a small uh, small jump. But yeah, carry on with the with the other criticism for the, the well, double yeah, jump. There's that, there's that and I laugh at that every single time that happened because yeah. like, I, I did figure that out and was doing the same thing. <laughs> uh, but my, my, my nitpick is like when you do a double jump, what it lacked was it lacked two elements that I and and I don't know why for me I obsess over jumping like if I think I if I tell you the perfect double jump backflip is Luigi from Super Smash Brothers Melee it's got the perfect weight yeah. it's got the perfect momentum he does a slow backflip and then when he does the double jump it fl- he like flicks his feet so then he gets that momentum and that spin and then it and it gives it the the magic hop that you're looking for right but it still feels natural because of the momentum the weight the speed and i think even jedi fallen order has a close it's it's, it's a little closer with the double jump personally i like front flips so yes. like i wish she did i wish she did a front flip but it just it's because it's so stagnant with its second jump yeah it, and i and i can see why the, it is stagnant because it's like a magic spell where it just like magically jumps she the extra spins around doesn't she the animation just goes whoop. yeah <laughs> but i'm thinking but in my mind i'm like maybe it's because like the the, the staff is giving her a magic ability to yeah. kind of like shoot up but it only lets you kind of like shoot up it doesn't let you shoot forward and i think that's what it's lacking yeah. is that forward momentum it's more of upwards momentum than mm-hmm. forwards yeah, no, I, 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 it definitely felt a bit stiff. And sort of playing into that, I guess my, my nitpick was was around like the movement in general. It did feel just mm-hmm. a slight bit too stiff. And one of the th- one of the first things I noticed when I first turned it on was, <clears throat> I 
I'm, I don't know what it is. I, I like to walk in games. Like I like to have the character walk around and, you know, you tilt the analog sticks forward very slightly and it has that recognition. That oh, you tilt, you that's two tier. That's it. You tilt it a bit more, they get a bit faster. You tilt a bit more. It feels like a, a change of pace that I'm controlling. Whereas on here, it was like once I got over halfway through pushing it, she would start jogging. And I was like, oh, hang on. I can't slowly make her sort of walk at the pace I want to and, and, and it would just chop off and make her jog. So <clears throat> at that point, Interesting. I was, yeah, maybe that's why, maybe that's why I'm, I'm so, I'm, if people don't know of your idle game chat crew, I'm, I'm known for getting through games very quickly. Not mm. necessarily, I'm not necessarily being able to like, I, I get through everything that you should be able to get through. I just get through it in a shorter amount of time. And I still see as much, if not more than most average people. Like I'm an the example, opposite. Like, I'm so slow. Like, yeah. Like the, the replay of horizon I did, I think it's 70 hours. Like, that's, that's excessive, so I, isn't I, it? I, I, absolutely. Like, I think I got through uh, the last of us part two in like, what I think I did it in 17 hours, and I think the I average was, is like 25. I to was 30, 25, like, yeah, I was 25. Yeah, and here, and it's because I don't walk. Like I like, I'm just like, unless I really want to walk, yeah. most of the time I'm just like, let me run. I'm yeah. running, and so like I, I almost <laughs> thought there was no, I thought there was no run button. So I saw at first, but then I realized there was one, and I think it was because the beginning of the game doesn't give it to you mm. until you hit credits when you get to the village. That's it, yeah. Um, then they give you the run button. At first, I thought there was no run, and I was like, oh, this is so frustrating. <laughs> it's taking me forever to run between these two locations. I'm really so, yeah, no, and I, I, I can understand that as a person that likes to walk. Yes. I, I, could, I could see that being an issue for you. Yeah, okay. It's a massive nitpick, but <clears throat> it was so strange. It was one of the first things I noticed, and I was like, oh, I can't, I can't do my little walking thing I like to do and just sort of stroll around. And yet they have that awkward animation usually where they look like they've had a crap in their pants and they're, mm -hmm. you know, they're sl half jogging and walking. And I was like, it doesn't have that. It just goes from pretty much a walk to a, to a jog, but. Again. I think overall, just the movement's not as great as it no. could be. Because, um, like, another example would be, and I agree with you, and I would say also that uh, if if you're not in lock on, the mm. combat isn't as in it isn't as good. Um, mm. You know, like even like so, an example like F Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, mm -hmm. the combat actually is better when you change it and you change it to be able to um, instead of it one either having the lock on or two not being able to switch enemies between different enemies that where it naturally locks onto the enemy, mm. um, having that free flow actually hinders the combat. So you actually have to go into the settings and change it. So if anybody's having issues with the combat of Final Fantasy VII Remake, I implore you to go into the settings and change um, to be able to um, do more free flow with your combat, and I think okay. you'll enjoy it that much more. Um, I think Kenna, I mean, Kino was lacking that. Mm -hmm. um, especially because they had so many enemies and it's focused so hard on the lock-on that I think if it had a self-lock-on mechanic where if you're not in like a pure lock-on for one specific enemy or if you choose to lock-on and then you switch between enemies, it's a little more free-flowing besides I can't hit this enemy, I can't move on to this one mm. as quickly. Because like I'm hitting this one and one's coming next to me. I just want to be able to give it one bash so it doesn't do its uh, does its attack mechanic and then I can go back to like finishing off this one. Yeah, I, I definitely missed a few of my rot moves where I wasn't locked on and I just whiffed mm. past yes. them and I was like, ah. And that was oh, a waste that because you have, to, your heart. Yeah, you have to build that up as well. It's like a mechanic in, in, in battle that you build up 
I think it's a confidence meter or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, they call it. Just... Yeah, they're, they're, they're little chickens and they're basically yeah. like, if you beat it up enough, we'll help you. <laughs> we'll help you out. Yeah. If you don't, then you, you, you can't use them. So I definitely whiffed a few of those. But I think in, in general, though, they, they, they are small, small issues and overall a great package. Um, I mean, what would you. I mean, we you don't have to do this if you. Some people don't like to, but if you had to give the game a score, we usually operate on. You get a 0.5 modifier. So. If you want to do an eight, you could do an eight point five or a nine. Blah blah blah. Where would you kind of fall? Having it's interesting because actually we both played this quite a while back and finished it probably three four weeks ago. So we've had time to digest mm-hmm. it, which is why we're sometimes rusty on the detail. But I actually like speaking to people after that time because it's like, how much do we really remember about this and what's sticking out in our minds? But how are you kind of feeling on that on that front in terms of potentially? Now, now what kind of what kind of scale we're talking? Are we talking about the the hypocritical gaming score of it's actually seven out of 10 and not necessarily a one out of 10. <laughs> I, I tend to use the whole thing. I just say that if it's a seven, it's still worth playing at some point. Like it's, mm. it's that's not average. That's still, it's doing something worthwhile doing. It might have some problems mm. potentially, but I go as low as four, three, like, <laughs> you know, uh, if, if stuff if doesn't work, <laughs> you're going down that road. I, I guess I'll answer it both ways. So if I'm doing like a legit one to 10 scale where one is absolute, like I could give some games in this industry that I've seen like threes, right? Like yeah. legit threes. And people would be like, oh, that's a six. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I, if we're doing that scale, I would probably give this at like a six and a half. Mm-hmm. But if we're going by like what we are used to, the seven to 10 scale basically with like some nuances in the fives and sixes. Um, I probably would get this in eight. Yeah. Me. I'm, I'm, it's like in between the eight and the eight and a half. It's like really just how much you uh, personal preference. I don't think I can. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah. It's, it's hard because it's like, I really do love the animation and maybe I want to give it that extra 0.5 for, because that, that, I mean, even though it's CG cutscenes, that's really well done stuff. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that's great. some stuff you don't see from a lot of studios in this industry. Like yeah. that is very, very unique. Um, but I think I'm just gonna go with an eight because I think that the combat is not as complex as some other games. But like for what you're going for and what how long you're playing it for, yeah. it's got it all, yeah. and it's got it all, and it does it well. Yeah, nice. No, it's, it's, I, I tend to agree with that. What's what's next for Ember Lab? Like if you're, I mean, if you're your favorite CEO, Jim, Jimbo Ryan, are you having a look at these guys and thinking, you know, we should lock those guys down. Like first game, they've done this. We don't have a, you know, I love Sony's games, but we don't have a much that's kind of looks like this. You know, we're all very gritty, you know, big, powerful third person story given games and that kind of falls into this category but it's it looks different for sure no they got ratchet and clank which is a similar type style um you know they also got like marvel spider-man which is not that dark let's be honest we'll see yeah (laughs) venom and 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 craven the hunter that yeah that'll be and then we got wolverine which will be 
I hope they go dark on that. <laughs> I hope they go dark on the Wolverine too. I, I, I have a feeling they will. I have a feeling Wolverine will be that for them, yeah, but um, they'll probably so. stick with the more kid-friendly Spider-Man. Yes, or of course. Teeny, teeny Spider-Man, like just bordering the M rating. He never kills anyone other than when I web-sling them into the sea, and I think, well, he's not surviving that, is he? That guy is drowning when I chuck him into the sea. Nah, it's okay. He's okay. I, and, and do, you think, do you think the web floats him? Is that what you're saying? It keeps him. Above yeah, exactly. Water. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a floating mechanic. Uh, <laughs> and or or it's either that or it dissolves in the water instantly. Okay. So then, so well, then I've, they're, they're I've knocked, free. I've knocked them out. I've knocked them out. They, they, they. That's it. Uh, but you know, you know, water wakes them up, right? Yeah, you throw some water on a knocked out person and you're like, oh my God, I'm awake. It's funny, um, like, the reason I said that is because I saw a clip the other day, it was on Twitter, and someone said, Spider-Man doesn't kill people, right? And it's from the game. And they they got that um, that crime where the car tips over and you have to get someone out mm-hmm. before it blows up. And what they did is they, they webbed someone to the car and then got the the civilian out and then it exploded with them attached to the, <laughs> to the car. And I was like, okay, <laughs> surely that guy's dead unless the web is fireproof. We don't know. No, it's maybe, maybe. total accident. Yeah. Total accident. He doesn't intentionally kill people. Oh, exactly. It's um, just like Batman. He doesn't intentionally kill them. He just wants to knock them out. He just might kick them a little too hard in the face. I see it. Um, but... Uh, if we're talking on a business standpoint, if I was Jim Ryan, I'd, I would, I, it depends. Like it depends on their next project. This yeah. doesn't, who knows? They might not want to do another game for a while. Like, because right. they, they are they're, they're This is not what they're known for. No. They're known for making animated films, which is look, clearly they're good at it because yeah. like, if you see these cutscenes, you'd be like, I would watch that Pixar movie oh, yeah. any day. So I don't know. It's, um, I think it's all dependent on what they want to do next. And, they may not want to be purchased by Sony because maybe they want to do film stuff. And yeah. so like because they would be owned by PlayStation, they might not be able to do film things or um, or it is a smart decision for them because PlayStation is moving into um, trying to very much so move their properties into uh, the TV and movie space that it would be nice for them to have them on hand to make two teams, a gaming team and an animation team. And the animation team could work on Sony properties. Heck, you could probably continue uh, the Kena story yeah. in an animated film or TV show. And I think people would watch it. I think it's, uh, I think she's a compelling character. Um, I think they're also nervous. Maybe if Sony sucks them up, that Sony would really try to compel them to make a sequel and maybe they don't want to make one. Well, funny maybe they enough, want to try a whole new thing. I did read that they, they said it's unlikely that they would yeah, want, make a, they would want to make a too. game sequel, but they didn't, they left the sort of door open to say, we could explore in other mediums, so maybe Akina, mm-hmm. like you were saying there. So, yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of an odd one because they're not on out and right game studio, like you said. They've had work in in the animation. It's not stuff. like Housemark. They, this is their third game with Sony. Oh no, yeah, yeah. And I think that's more likely. If they did f- two, three more games, and Sony were clearly in partnership with them, then maybe we'd see that purchase. Same with Blue Point, you know, Insomniac, etc. That's kind of how. Sony seem yeah, to operate. Yeah, see the partnership continuing. Yeah. Um, unless they're like, unless the next project sounds very, very bad and they're just deciding like, we do not want to be affiliated with it. <laughs> um, I mean, you never know. Like, you know, there's been studios that made some good stuff and then, you know, their second project, I'm like, eh, maybe you should make that. And then they're like, we'll still make it. And then it does bad. So, um, you know, the, 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 the what's the word the success can feed into uh the drama within a person and be able to be like oh man i i know better than all y'all yeah. um but uh yeah i think 
I think it's all just dependent on the team. I think uh, I really would like to see another project from them. Yeah. I just don't know what it would be. And, um, you know, I, I think one thing that they're known for is great stories. And as long as that's their focal point, I think they have something going for themselves. And now they have a game under their belt. And maybe because of the... Uh, so I am been actively searching for game uh, a, a career in the games industry, not just uh, doing the work I've done, whether that's doing producing like I've done already or mm. that's working in the industry itself and production side. So I've been keeping an eye on Ember Labs and seeing like, are they hiring? Like what, what yeah. what's their thing? And they're really not hiring at the moment. So like, I'm curious if they're just going to stick with this small group and figure out what they're going to do next. Like um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure. And that's what, but I guess the, the kind of takeaway is the next time Ember Labs announce, doesn't even be gaming. If it, if they, when if they, if they do another film or see, yeah. I'm going to be looking to to watch it or interact if it's a game or you know I'm going to have eyes on it. They've done themselves. Let's just say I'm keeping my eyes on this studio regardless of what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that's you know that speaks volumes really for what they've done with their first gaming project because. You know, I never would have heard of these guys had they not dived into the gaming space. So it's, you know, they're, they're now, I will be keeping an eye on them and checking up for them. And I'm sure the, the media will as well. It'll be like, oh, Ember Labs are doing a, a TV show. You know, they made Kena, Kena and it will just, that'll, that'll start to help them. So, but yeah. And, and a lot of the times, like in this specific industry, and I only know, I, I know a lot of info about different industries, especially in, in, movies television shows and games is because i have a lot of connections here in la um since i've moved out here like my roommates um one of them works for in it one of them works for a cg studio mm. that they put cg on your te television shows and on your movies and stuff like that and i have one that is um in school for animation and has connections with one of their teachers is now head of marvel animation now ever uh, to help fix um, the disaster is what is um, the What If series. That's why they're doing the sequel, because okay. they brought in a new director to fix that in regards to head of all animation at Marvel. Um, so, like, I have some connections out here for that instance. It's a lot of the times these types of studios like Ember Labs, you don't know what they're doing because no. um, just like the um, you don't you, we never probably have heard of their projects because they're hidden in the crawl of the credits that you don't see. Sure. It's not until a game like this to get them exposed and to create that exposure. Um, because to be honest, they probably have done animation for a lot of things that you didn't know. Mm -hmm. Like just like my roommate right now is doing a lot of um, special effects for a lot of stuff that like, we can't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, but you probably will or have seen, yeah. and it's interesting. Yeah, agreed. Final question: If you were, would you rather have a soft? play toy of a Pikmin or a rot. You know, you put it on your bedside, you come, you know, you could Oh, it's have... a rot. A yeah. rot. Uh, Pikmin don't got the googly eyes, man. They, they don't. It's they... the googly eyes. The eyes. It's the eyes. <laughs> the eyes is the, what is it? The eyes is the passage to the soul or whatever you, whatever the saying yeah, is. I... But like these things, I think that's what makes the rot so like, yeah. compelling is that facial animation. It's the eyes and that's what, that's what does it. Yeah, I, um, I I agree. The, it's the rot all day long. Um, um, as long as I can customize my color, I don't want the I don't want the brown version. No, yeah, they should, uh, and and select the hat as well. I think that's that's. Cool. Yeah, oh, that would be fun to like attachable hats yes. by Velcro. You can just like Velcro a hat on. <laughs> That'd be good. 
That's for sure. I actually, I actually, considering how long it takes me to play through games, this is the reason why. I, I don't know if you ever bothered to sit down and interact with the rot. Like you could kiss them or like talk to them mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yep. I spent about half an hour doing that at one point. <laughs> I was just going for all the different interactable things you could do. And I, it could be super insensitive, but I think at the same time, I think it would be super compelling is if like the hats you give them, they would like do the personality of that hat. So like if you gave like the rot, the cowboy hat, yeah. it like come up, walk up and then do like a, a gun draw, like yeah. for fun. Or like, if you give one like a mariachi hat, they're like doing like, that would be so fun to like, um, that would be imprint the personality slightly. Maybe that's what their plan was. And they just ran out of time. I feel, I feel like, I guess I had, contrivance of the game we didn't talk about was the hats like the hats felt useless i think there were some there might there must have been something more to the hats and they just could not get it done in time um because i do do all that work for all those hats i feel as if that was a waste that that was a waste of their time if there wasn't something more to it like maybe it gives them all like power-ups i don't know or like a rot maybe had a had a skill tree of its own where like it would boost its abilities based off how many hats each of the rot are wearing. Like, I think, I think there maybe was something more built into it and just wasn't able to happen. So like, we have all these hats, let's just put them in the game at least. Yeah. Um, but that's just my thought. I don't know if you had a thought of like the hat really did mean something more or this was the true intention of the hats. Not really. I mean, I can, I, I see where you're going with that, that, that may well have been happening. I can totally see where if you were being really deliberate about it, you wouldn't have a thousand hats. You'd probably have half a dozen, two dozen maybe tops mm-hmm. and they would have some sort of boon that you would attach to the rot and whatnot. But I felt like the, the rot themselves would need to be a little bit more advanced in terms of what you can do with them for that to come to fruition. But the hats were for like In my mind, it's like a <clears throat> confidence increase booster. Yeah, maybe like, they get... If, if, if an X percentage of your rot are wearing hats, you get a like... 10% boost on your confidence meter per hit or something. Yeah. Yeah. I that's, that's something they could have explored for sure. But um, I like to just put in, I like to every rot to have an individual hat. So I don't even put a hat on them. <laughs> yes, I, I, I did not want them to have the same hat. No, no. Each of them needs their own personality. <laughs> exactly. No one is the same. Except maybe you could put two hats on one and call them twins. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, those are brothers. They, yeah, those are brothers. They're the, they're the brother rots. Uh, excellent well look it's been great to talk to you about that Keener Bridges spirits I thoroughly enjoyed my time with it and I've thoroughly enjoyed my time speaking to you Mitch it's always good to catch up um, where can people find you or some of your activities that they might find in the public space be it pixel pints or even other endeavors that we're not aware of yeah um, so I'm on uh, Twitter at Mitch Sikor so M-I-T-C-H-S-I-K-O-R um, you can find all of the links to all the stuff that current projects I work on. So I work on Pixel Pines for uh, um, the only global gaming podcast that provides uh, two great things, which is good beer and video games. So um, you can check us out every single weekend. We stream our episodes live on Twitch. If you follow uh, the Pixel Pines um, Twitter handle, which is on my on my Twitter handle as well. So just go there and you'll find all the stuff. But we do it every single weekend. Um, we all our stuff is archived on YouTube, podcasting services, and um, we do some fun stuff. We play some games. Uh, in re- not not video games. We play like games about games. So actually, next week is the metaverse. Really, yes, yes. We're a game within a game within a game, right? Um, 
actually next next week is really fun it's our um game of the game awards yeah. which is um basically a game we play of predicting the game awards and then um uh this one may have won uh every single year two years in a row baby yes. champion double champ, uh, but uh double champ here on the show <laughs> yeah maybe that's why i'm the favorite i'm the champion <laughs> we do like winners. uh but uh, that's true hey uh, but yeah, um, we're doing that uh, next week, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So if that if that if there's, if there's one episode to check out, that's the one. Um, we do crazy times though because we have we have some people from your side of the pond in the UK. We got someone from Japan. Yep. We have someone from Las Vegas. I'm here in LA. Like, and some and we do have one person who is in the East Coast that comes on <laughs> on occasion. So we we have we hit the weirdest times time light uh, time zones. So. Um, if you just follow us on the, on the Twitter, you'll know, and it's all archived. So yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, doing that, but I'm also just trying to find, uh, the next path, like I've said before. And, um, so hopefully, um, I get to help shape the future or if not shape the coverage of, uh, video games in the future, that it's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. And look, we wish you the best of luck on that endeavor and, uh, pulling for you. So, um, don't get too big league for us though. If you do make it, you know, we want, we want you back at some point. So don't, don't Oh, I don't, don't think I'll go away. Big. I just might have some NDAs that I just can't speak <laughs> yeah. about. I'll have to get a little zip, you know, yeah, they'll, they'll be you. like, tell, tell us about, uh, tell us about the next, uh, obsidian game. I'd be like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then say. and then maybe i'll have to, maybe i'll have to like close my screen because they'll be like blink <laughs> twice if you this is what's happening and i was like god damn it i can't blink <laughs> excellent well look thanks mitch i do uh, truly appreciate your time it's been a lot of fun catching up with you and speaking about Keena. i know we we tried to do it a few times and it took a little bit of a long time but you know all good things come to those who wait so i i truly do oh. appreciate your time thank you for, for joining yeah. this i enjoy idle game chat so this is this is fun for me I, i've never been a guest on your show so you've been a guest on ours uh-huh. so this it's only only fun to the do first person around. so that's that means something you know you'll always have that accolade um i'm we, the favorite i'm exactly. sure it's going to be titled favorite like, absolutely <laughs> guys those of you that are listening or watching you know where to find us you know dimp digital on all the socials or the YouTube, or if you just want the podcast, it's idle game chat. Patreon is under dimp digital as is the Twitch channel, but I will not bore you anymore. I'll let you guys get on with your week. Have a great week, everyone. Mitch, thank you once again. Nothing more for us to say here though, other than thanks for your time and ta-da. This was a Dimp Digital production.